，你这位平安。Peace, brothers and sisters. 那应该就说上新人种这个系列的信息。Let's assume our series, a new humanity. 今日对面是教会嘅合一性及教会嘅多元性。Today our topic will be the unity and the diversity of the church. 今本是以我所述第四九一九第十七。Our passage today is in Ephesians four one to ten. 那应该就说上以我所述第四九。Today we begin on chapter four of Ephesians. 以我所述里面有六九嘅圣经。There are six chapters in the book of Ephesians. 简单嚟追本追两个部分。Easily divided into two parts. The first part is chapters one to three. The second part is four to six. The first section tells us about what God has done for us. This is doctrine. The second part is what we should do in response to this. This is application. And today we'll be reflecting on the first ten verses of chapter four. 讲到教会合一性及教会多元性。It talks about the unity and diversity of the church. 英国一个真正出名的圣人叫做 John Lennon. There's a very famous English singer named John Lennon. 有一个真正出名的歌叫做 Imagine. He has a famous song. Called Imagine. In 里面的歌词是安尼讲。The lyrics goes like this. 你讲将来有一个完全合一的世界，无国家，无宗教，无杀戮，无死亡，大家人无国争名夺利。Someday there will be a world that is totally one, where there are no countries, no religion, no killing, no death, and men will no longer fight for fame and gain. 在这个副歌里面。In the chorus, 你讲你。今仔拿住我去追梦，但这个唔是我一个人嘅梦。我梦你及我杀鸽追一个梦，和这个世界两种合而为一。You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday that you'll join us and the world will live as one. 但系呢啲歌里面系提到无高无天堂咯，无高无对极咯。This song also speaks about having a place where there's no heaven or hell. 我感觉系出啲两嘅思想，两嘅理想。And this is something that comes from a man-made ideal. 因为两爱嘅对照，跟住佢叫做乌托邦。Because man dream of a utopia on earth. 其实当上帝创造两嘅时阵。But when God created man, 上帝实际爱这个世界，两种嘅两合而为一。The Lord really wanted this whole world to be one. But because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it destroyed this relationship with God. Because of sin, it You will see that the first sin destroyed the relationship between Adam and Eve. 第四就破坏了两甲两家庭的关系。In chapter four, it told tells us about how sin destroyed the family. 这个该文章家给小的阿伯拍死。Cain killed his brother Abel. 第六就最破坏了社会的关系。Chapter six tells us about the societal decay. 两所说都是派的。Everything that man was thinking of was evil. 地球充满了两个恐怖。And the whole earth was filled with wickedness. 结果上帝用洪水毁灭了这个世界。Therefore, the flood came. 只留落拿亚自己不来人。Which only spared Noah and his household. 但是嚟到创世纪第十一章。But when we come to Genesis 11, 巴比塔的大祭重新出现。We see again the problem of the Tower of Babel. 结果两国就要分裂。
and the human race was divided once again. And the gospel is there to bring back unity to this divided world. To make, to make it again one in Christ. It reconciles us to God and to our fellow men. Because in Christ there is a new body. And that is called the church. This new church, this new body is already here, but it is very fragile. Such as what? Such as when we go to the airport, we would see some luggages with this fragile sticker on them. Let's look at chapter 4 Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We don't need to create this unity of the Spirit because we already have it. What we can do is only preserve this unity of the Spirit. Because it is easily broken. And many churches today are splintering off because they do not preserve the Spirit. So today we'll be discussing two things. First, the unity of the church and the diversity of the church. Let's first talk about the unity of the church. The first six verses. This verse tells us that there are three aspects to unity. The foundation, the way, and the basis. Let's look at the first one. The foundation of unity. Let's look at verse 1 on chapter 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Focus on these words, the calling, the calling you have received. Let's look at verse 4. Just as you were called, this mentions twice this calling. This calling talks about the call of our salvation. We have already received this salvation. We already belong to the Lord. And this is the foundation of our unity. We're not united because of our race. Because or we're Chinese. No. We're not united because of our culture. Because we all speak in Chinese. No. We're not united because of our education. Because all of us are college graduates. No. It's not based on status. Because we're from the middle class. Or is it because of money? Because we're people with affluence. 
There's only one reason for our unity, and that is the life we have in Christ. Therefore, we call each other brothers and sisters. Each of us may be different, but the nature of our life remains the same. There's a toy for children called Lego. I'm not sure if you were playing with this when you were younger. Each piece is very different, but you can build it all into one thing. So you can form the Lego pieces into a bigger piece. In the, in the same way, we all have Christ in our life. So when we all come together, we become the body of Christ. And this is the foundation of that unity. I'm not sure if you have this experience. That no matter where you are, whatever country in the world, when you meet a new friend, and you find out that he is a Christian, sometimes we have this very unique feeling in our hearts. Because we see that we have a relationship with this person. Because of salvation. And this is the foundation of unity. The second, the way of unity. Let's look at verse 2 and 3. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Although we all have Christ in our lives, but our lives are very fragile. Just like the life of a child. A characteristic of being a child is being self-centered. Therefore, children would often quarrel. Sometimes he would quarrel with people over a piece of paper. This is the same for us, for our inner person. And this person needs to grow into maturity. How? The verses 2 and 3 tells us Five behavior traits. That we have to be humble, gentle, and patient, and bear with one another, bonding with one another. Humility is for oneself. Gentleness is for others. Patience is towards the situation. Forbearance is for one another. Bonding is for the world. Let me explain. We should learn to be humble. The word of humility means to forget ourselves. Sometimes we think too highly of ourselves. Do you know who I am? 
这款的人永远无通谦卑。These people cannot be humble. 哦，我是教会牧师，我是教会团导。I am the pastor of the church. I am the leader of the church. 我是教会长老，我是教会执事。I am an elder. I'm a deacon of the church. 这款的人怎可能谦卑呢 ？How can these people humble themselves? 除非咱实在认不自己。Until we truly know ourselves. 就像保罗讲。Such as what Paul said. 最人中间，我是最亏。He said, "I am the worst of sinners." So there's nothing to boast about. You have to learn to be humble. Gentleness does not mean weakness. Gentleness is when we when we face opposition from others. We refuse to retaliate. Because we're able to control our own emotions. A person who is strongest is when he is able to control his emotions. A person who loses his temper all day. His inner person then will be very weak. Patience talks about this difficult environment. We're in this a place of suffering. It can be stand firm in the Lord. Even though people criticize us, although people attack us, can we stand straight? This is what patience means. To, to bear one another in love is when others hurt you, or is when I hurt other people. We can forgive each other. I refuse. To keep score with one another, and in this very weak world, it is the bond of peace that will keep this world together. The church should be the most peaceful place in the world because of the cross. Christ has died for us, which gave us this peace. It's a peace between man and God and man and man. And this is how we will be unified. The third talks about the basis of unity. From verses 4 to 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. There are seven ones here. One body, spirit, hope, Lord, faith, baptism, God. There's only one body. This talks about the church as a body of Christ. But this also means the universal church. That we are all we all belong to one body. One spirit. It talks about the same one spirit that lives in all of us. We all share in the same spirit that is marked with that seal. One hope. We all have the same hope. 
that we have uh, we have met our redemption. Our body, body redemption. Our body has been redeemed. And we will become like him. And one day we will re- we will receive the glory. And there will be a new heaven, a new earth. And one Lord. We only have one Lord. And this is the Lord who is sovereign over all our lives. We have one faith. Talks about uh, the faith. It's the faith that we have in Jesus Christ as the only Son. One baptism. That we are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And united with Christ. And one God. That we only worship the one true God. Who is also our Father. Verse 6 tells us what type of God this God is. Let's look at verse 6. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. He is the one who is ahead of us all. And it's through all because he is by our sides. And in all because he is within us. It's saying that this is the Lord who stands by our side, who cares for us and loves us. Who also dwells in our hearts. This is such a great God. It says that even the heavens could not contain His glory. And yet He is willing to live with our contrite souls. Let's look at Isaiah 57, 15. For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. These seven ones are the basis of our unity. But again, our unity, the foundation of it, is very fragile. Because we often mistake unity for uniformity. We want everybody to be the same. That everybody should wear the same clothes. Sing the same songs. Some churches do not allow clapping of hands. Well, some churches require it. And it causes a lot of unnecessary problems. Therefore, Paul said, we must keep every effort to maintain this unity of the Spirit. May God help us. The church is unified. But there is also diversity within the church. Let's look at verses 7 to 10. Let's look at verse 7 first. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ appointed, apportioned it. 
你若关开门圣经 ，If you look at the Chinese Bible， 其实伊换头一个字，伊无换这个，但是 but 这个字。It is missing the word the conjunction but。但这个 but 是真正重要。But this word is very important。因为将规个这段的圣经完全改变过来。Because it changes the entire meaning of the passage。But 但是咱大家人 ，It says but to each one of us。因为头六则是讲教教会合一。Because verses one to six talks about the unity of the church. But seven to ten, but. But the church is united because it has diversity within. But the church is united, but there is diversity within. Because the gifts and the graces that we receive are different from one another. It really depends on how Christ apportioned it to us. So in the church, what we all have is different from one another. Some will have more, some will have less. Such as the parable of the talents. Some get five talents, two talents, or one talent. I've been in the church for many years. One one passage really helped me in my service. It is a reminder to myself and a reminder to others. The first can be found in Second Corinthians eight twelve. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has. Not according to what one does not have. This is a passage that Paul used for the Corinthian church on offering. He says the Lord will not force us to give. The Lord will not tell us to give more than what we have. As long as we have a willing heart, the Lord will accept. This is what offering is. It is also the same for service. Whatever gifts God has given us, He demands equivalently. If God has given you two talents, He will not expect five talent worth of service. So I should not compare myself with someone who has five talents. Nor do I have to envy. Because the Lord has given him more gifts than me. I also do not have to be belittle myself. I simply have to do the best according to my ability. Therefore, your ministry would be a lot easier. The second passage that really helped me be found in Genesis 33, But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that The children are tender, and that I must care for the ewes and cows that are nursing their young. If they are driven hard just one day, all the animals will die. 
叫我主伫不论头前行，我要留着我你你头前的困处，甲今仔的困难慢慢行到你的头前，伫行到西移我主这个迄个所在。So let my Lord go on ahead of His servant. While I move along slowly at the pace of the flocks and herds before me, and the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord in Seir. Now, this this part of the singing of Pekin is he is on Esau, he has already conquered Jacob. The context of this passage is Cain. Oops, Esau has just forgiven Jacob. But he Esau wants to Jacob to follow his long-term land, long-term territory. But Esau wanted Jacob to follow him and his four hundred men. But Esau 多来是四百个勇士啊。But these are four hundred soldiers. But Jacob 呢 ？But what about Jacob? Jacob 真侪是富人人，甲虽然近啊，甲妖甲古啊。Many of what many of Jacob's company was filled with women, children, and young cattle and ewes. Jacob 对耶稣讲。So Jacob told Esau, "If they're driven hard just one day, they will all die." So he said, "I want to move along slowly and walk according to their pace." Now this passage has been a good reminder to me. How do I treat my coworkers? Whether they are my coworker or they're a volunteer or they're a fellow church member, each person has a different level of spirituality. Even everybody has different gifts. Some are mature like warriors. Some are weak like children. So we have different gifts. Some have great gifts. Some have Ordinary gifts. I cannot give a unified standard for everyone. Or like what Jacob said, all of them will die. So church, we must understand we are different. Our giftings are different. Our abilities, our personalities are different. Our physiques, our power are different. Even our body is different. But we are together and united in the body of Christ. And we must be. There's diversity within the body. It's a good explanation. Would be like the church is like a body. The body must be one. No part of the body must be separated. If it's separated, then it's gone. What if the hand would leave the body? And this hand would be useless. But this body will now lose a hand. But there's still many parts of this body. There's eyes, ears, a nose. We have a mouth. We have a hand. We have feet. They're different, and each functions are different. In the church, some people are the eyes. Some people are the head. Some people are the mouth. 
Some people are the ears. Some people are the hands or feet. The Bible says, We have received the grace according to what Christ has portioned to us. Not everybody is, is the eyes. Not everybody could be the hands. Then this would be a very scary body. Imagine what if the body is just full of hands? If body is just full of eyes, it's a monster. It's a monster. May God help us. Let's look at verses eight to ten. These three verses actually talk explain verse seven. Why does the Lord give us different gifts? This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. These three verses explain verse 7. Why do we have different gifts? The verse tells us two things. That Christ descended. Let's look at verse 9. What does ascended, he ascended mean except that he has ascended to the lower regions? What does this mean? That the Son of God became an incarnate person became a servant that he died for our sins on the cross and, in, and he was innocent he became sin and his death destroyed the evils and the powers so Christ descended so that he could solve the problem of sin the second Christ ascended. Let's look at verse 8. When he ascended, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. This is actually a quotation from the Psalm chapter 68, verses 18. It talks about when generals would defeat an enemy. All the spoils and plunder of war he would distribute to his people. Jesus has resurrected from the dead. Like a victorious general who has defeated the enemy. He has defeated death, Satan, and sin. Now he goes to heaven. And all the gifts and the plunder and spoils he has taken from the enemy. And now giving it to us. So may God help us. Something that we have to understand very 
we belong to Christ. We are his slaves, his servants. This is what 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Focus on this yellow part. You are not your own. We are not our own. We now belong to God. We are his slaves. Fulfilling his purpose, his wishes. This is the reason why he gives us different gifts. So that we can accomplish his will. He was also the in Ephesians 11 to 16, Paul explains the differences in gifts and how they play in building up the church. This will be next week's message. The blueprint of the church. May God help us. Today I want to reflect on this important issue. We know that the church is united, but we are also diverse. But how then do we become united? There's two things you need to place in your heart. Unity does not mean uniformity. We cannot demand everybody to be like you. This is impossible. We have to accept the diversity within the church. The church often talks about unity. But the church is not in unity. You know why? Why? Because when a pastor preaches unity, he is saying you must have the same mind as I. When an elder deacon talks about unity, he is saying that you must think like me. When a member talks about unity, He's, he's saying that you must also think like me. So in the end, no one is united. Because everybody just wants uniformity. The second thing, then how do we cultivate an environment of unity? Is that we must cultivate a uni environment. How, what does this mean? 
is that man is a creature of environment. All of us have our environment. So to achieve this unity of spirit, we must first provide a good environment. When everybody does this, we begin to be united. So let's say we have to love one another. It's quite hard for people to love one another. But if you have a loving environment, when we see that people begin loving each other through their service, through their words, we build this environment for people to, to rise up to love one another. So we must build this environment. Environment of love and environment of assistance. Let me give you an example. In the two years that we've been facing the pandemic, some families have experienced great adversity. I've seen it. Some small groups. Some journey groups. They would initiate some sort of help for this family. But when, so, when someone begins to help, I noticed other people begin moving. I will not say a name. There's a brother who needs help. And somebody began initiating help. You will not think about it. Because the need of this brother was too great. But because of this work that was happening, as I know, to the initiation of one person, they were able to raise two million. How was this possible? Because there was this environment. May God help us. May we do the work of loving our neighbor. And having this environment where we help one another and we were able to raise this much of money to help our brother. So in the same way, we have to build this environment. So the unity is a, is a work of the entire community. It is not just one person's responsibility, it's all our responsibility. But it begins with one person. When one begins it, he affects the ones outside him, building this environment. And the work, the work continues. There is a very famous football team that often wins championships. In their, in their, in their football st stadium, there's a slogan. An individual competes, but teamwork wins championships. Everybody 
If you want to compete, an individual will do. But if you want to win championships, you need teamwork. Church, do we want to be the champion of God? Therefore, we must, each of us must do our best. But also work with one another. Building this environment. Building this united environment. Being his body. And his church. May God bless our church. Although we're diverse, we are still united. May God help us. Tanakawe 人起来最近的船产生一个真正的不落环境杀过来配搭杀过来建立你家己熟人的教会熟人的辛苦将教会交到主里的里面帮衬棍棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立棍成立